Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you're listening to another episode. I've got a special guest, but before I get to my guest, I want to thank my Patreon backers and the great sponsorship that they've done. And particularly one of those sponsors has been, uh, through the years, very supportive, Battle Hardened Games. Be sure to check out BattleHardenedGames.com. I love their project. Their Kickstarter that I backed is about to come, I think, next month. I am very much looking forward to that. And then if you get a chance, go visit Patreon to uh, support and continue to support the show so we can continue to bring on great guests. And one of those guests is currently here with me, John Covey from Genius Games. His uh, website is gotgeniusgames.com. John has been on the show many times. John, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks a lot, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. It seems like forever since we have talked, and I believe that it is. Uh, you've been yeah. you've been a very busy person, and before we talk about what you've been doing on Kickstarter, I think you have a a new addition coming to your family, don't you? We do. Yeah, we have a little boy coming in. Um, well, we don't know exactly when he's coming, but I imagine in about a week and a half to two weeks, three weeks, hopefully not much more than that. Hopefully we don't get a knock on the door while we're recording the podcast saying, hey, <laughs> cut, cut the interview short. We're going to the hospital. Uh, you never know. It could happen. You never know. What's fun is that you and I have known each other now long enough that um, through the years as we've talked, your family has grown uh, as the show has grown, as your company has grown, um, your uh, your daughter was uh, – part of the i can remember when she was born and so it's been fun yeah. to watch this growth you've also had significant success and growth on the kickstarter side which is why you and i have talked over the years i wanted to talk because you currently have a kickstarter campaign going on right now that's right we have a campaign that's live for a game called cytosis a cell biology game now dude what is that cytosis i don't even know how to <laughs> spell that what are you doing Really? You're putting out a Kickstarter? How popular is a Kickstarter game called Cytosis, a cell biology game, going to actually even do on Kickstarter? Well, in the first week, we raised over $100,000. Get out! So it tells you. Yeah. It was wild. It kind of it, it, it was a little bit beyond my expectations. It did, it did better than I thought it was for sure. But what I think we have done is we have found our our target market, our target customer, and uh, there there is a overlap of gamers and scientists who really want hard science themed board games that are still good good quality games. Um, we're not talking like educational games that you just slap a theme of of science on some cruddy game or you you have a cruddy game and you you know put some kind of educational theme on it. I mean good solid mechanics board games that are themed around hard science topics and and that's what we've done and i think that's why we've been, we've been so successful with this one and our and our previous ones as well yeah so we're going to talk about that let's uh, let's talk about some of the credentials that you bring to the game design for what you're doing because sure uh, you you didn't just wake up one morning and say hey i i want to design a really hardcore science game you have some right. background you're doing some Let's talk about some of those things. Uh, you've got a documentary out there. You've got some classes that you teach at the local university. Tell us a little bit about all those th- things that you're doing. I didn't get serious until about four years ago. Um, at that point, uh, I published my first game, Linkage, on Kickstarter. This game now is my sixth game that I've published through Kickstarter, so I've got six published games. Um, I have... Start, oh, I started teaching traditional game design at Webster University here in St. Louis uh, two years ago 
once so they needed someone to teach the, uh, in their game design curriculum but they it's focused on video games but they want someone to do tabletop gaming so now i teach tabletop gaming at the local university um and i've also the last two years i've brought prototypes to the stonemeyer game design day and and both of those prototypes came away the highest rated games of the design day and we're talking so about- i guess those are and we're talking about Jamie Stegmeyer's Stonemeyer Games in, in St. Louis. Uh, That's right. Right. And he's, uh, he's done a great job with his projects. And then you also have uh, – don't you teach a crowdfunding course at the university as well? I do. In the fall, I teach uh, two sections of a crowdfunding course where we focus mainly on Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, I, I love that. It's a blast. You've raised – so this is your sixth project. All of them have been focused around a theme of science – and in some right. ways and, so and actually one of, it's our go ahead oh, I was going to say actually it's our 8th Kickstarter campaign it's our 6th game we've actually launched two different series of science based children's books as well yeah and i'm sure those probably flopped how well did those do yeah they, <laughs> they both raised yeah they both raised over 100,000 the first one raised 103,000 that was called my first science textbooks and the second series was about women in science, and that raised 136000 So both of those did great. Yeah, and I got to believe, though, John, that going in and saying, hey, we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign about a hardcore science book for kids. <laughs> what, what were you thinking? What caused you to think down that path of thought? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um, so I'm a father, and I read books to my daughter – all the time. And I think I I just got to the point where I knew what I wanted as a dad and it didn't exist. And I wanted to read these books to my daughter. And I knew I had the audience that also wanted to read books like this to their kids. And, um, and I knew I had the publishing skill and expertise. So I decided to put some of uh, the funds from Genius Games into publishing books and launched them on Kickstarter. And uh, and they did really well. So I, I think, yeah, where, where did it come from? You know, I, I, I looking at my relationship with my daughter and finding out what I wanted. And um, when it didn't exist, I said, hey, I'm going to do this myself. And it was. It was quite a, a surprise and a very pleasant surprise to see you take a niche, a specialty, uh, uh, in this case, science, and then be able to take it from doing games to also doing books. And that's kind of a nice bumper effect, so to speak, to, to be able to take right. the theme and then move it into another category. Uh, sometimes that can be difficult, particularly on Kickstarter, because you come up with an idea on Kickstarter, you put it out there, and then what we call refer to as feeding the beast. Then your fans and your backers are like, okay, what do you got next? And being able to deliver something kind of as a one-off is, is kind of a nice little, uh, little change for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk right now. You've got a game out there right now on Kickstarter. It's called Cytosis, a cell biology game. You've raised nearly $140,000. I'm watching the ticker as we talk, and I'm thinking that we, we might cross the 140 even as we're having, <laughs> recording this episode. That would be phenomenal. What are some of the things that you're doing? Because what are some of the things you're doing for success on these niche games? Why? Because you've now raised – how much money have you raised, do you think, in those six projects? Um, or eight I, projects, I guess. Eight projects. A little over half a million. I think we're at like five hundred and fifty or five hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Okay, so what's happening? This- so what's happening that's allowing you to be so specialized and focused on this to drive success like this? Yeah, so I, I think there's a number of things, and this is one of the first things I tell my students in class 
um, in both the classes, Kickstarter class and and um, the game design classes. Um, you know, with with new products that are out there, especially with Kickstarter, I think I think you see, I think there needs to be three things that uh, three attributes a product has to do really well on Kickstarter. The first, really obvious, it needs to be something that people are willing to pay money for. Um, you know, like you, a lot of people think that Kickstarter survives on donations and that's not the case you know people aren't just going to donate to your campaign out of the generosity of your heart it should be something that people want and they're willing to pay money to get right so that's obvious the second uh and i think more important is um finding finding a product or a niche that is not currently available to people right we right now we live in a culture where you can pretty much have anything right at your fingertips uh you can Buy pretty much anything you want on Amazon and have it delivered in a lot of cases the very next day. You can go to the store and buy pretty much anything you want through a lot of your mass uh, retail stores, your your large chains. I I remember, gosh, I don't know, not more than a decade ago where in the the Sunday paper you had a list of maybe ten movies and that's all you had available to you. That was it. Those were the only movies you could watch at that at that time, and you had to go to the theater to, to watch them, um, and or Blockbuster if you wanted some older movie. Right now, you could watch anything you want online, absolutely anything you want. And, and, um, as, and so, because and as a side note, Blockbuster and the newspapers are both out of business. Yeah, yeah, and that was not. I mean, that was not that long ago. Right. Um, maybe a little bit more than ten years ago. I, I should be more accurate. But um, so. All that to say, uh, it needs to be something that people can't go get right now, right? Something new, something something novel, something really interesting, some some great modification or change to what currently exists. You know, there's lots of board games out there, but there are no board games that accurately represent the the biology that happens within a human cell, and that's what this game does. And I think that's what's getting our core audience so excited about it. And then you said there were three. Um, that was the, the that was the first two. What was your third one? So the third one is that it gets your core audience so excited that they're willing to go tell their friends, tell their uh, social media accounts, tweet about it, and just help spread the word. Right? Something people are willing to pay for, they can't get it currently, and once they they find out about it, they get so excited they want to help spread the word about it. I think those, when you look at most of the projects on Kickstarter that do really really well, if it it. it it falls into all three of those categories, and those and we and they're easy to say, but they're not easy to do uh, because oh, yeah. you know here I've got a game idea I don't, but let's suppose I've got a, a, a an idea I want to put it on Kickstarter, and suddenly it's like okay, well how first of all how do I determine that it's something people want to buy? Second, how do I determine that it's something that is unique? And third, how do I actually build that network to tell people to come find me? Those are three the three things you just talked about that that came off are now three of the most difficult things to do on Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cause in the, it's cause definitely in the, Cause a few years ago when you started three years ago, when you started genius games, your first game linkage, how, um, how big was your network when you launched that game? Um, practically non-existent. We had a very small audience, maybe a few hundred people at most. Right. Um, Today, um, and, today. It, and it's funny I say a few hundred is small, right? Because back then that w- that was huge. That wasn't that small. But today it's um, today that's completely negligible. 
that can be very discouraging then for somebody who's starting out for the first time who wants to do a Kickstarter and they're looking at what they're up against because it's not it's just not an idea on the back of a napkin. You throw it up there and people are going to back it as, as you said, almost as a donation to help you kind of get started. You ask for $14,000 for your project and yet you've raised $139,000. What is somebody realistically looking for if they want to start a game? Um, can they get away with a $14,000 uh, starting, or is it more in the twenty, dollars $40,000? Yeah, we've, we've already invested, um, I don't know exactly how much, I would say in between eighteen dollars to $25,000 on this game so far. Um, so we've got quite a bit of buffer. Um, that funding goal doesn't actually reflect the true production cost of the game because we've already put so much into it. If you want to start from scratch, yeah, a game this size is probably going to be closer to the thirty, forty thousand dollar range. And now we're back. But I would go ahead. I would never advise someone to start off with a game this big. If you have a game this big, I would go find a traditional publisher. Um, not not a traditional publisher in the sense like you know Parker Brothers, Mattel, or Fantasy Flight, or these huge, huge gorillas. I mean. Um, a an indie company sort of like ours that has the assets to help push this game forward, finding the right publisher might be the better way to go. If you if you really want to go through Kickstarter, um, it, it I would say at this point Kickstarter is a um, it's a it's a long game plan. You need to be willing to spend months and months growing an organic audience to bring them to Kickstarter. Um, I would start with a smaller product. I wouldn't jump out there with a with a sixty seventy dollar MSRP game. Um, that might be it, it, it's it, that might be too much. It might be overwhelming, and your audience might be a little scared off that that someone with no experience in the industry is starting off with such a massive game. Yeah, you bring up a good point that the days of the industry, the Kickstarter audience being uh, willing to back a first time designer, first time publisher, first time project owner is I think starting to get pretty low that their willingness to say, Hey, you don't know what you're doing. You've never done it before. Sure. Here's my money. Uh, there's this, there's so much advice out there, so much information that you're right. Stepping out there and just saying, Hey, I'm just going to start this. And I really don't know what I'm doing. I, it still surprises me when people come for advice or, or send a question and they haven't, it's so obvious that they haven't done their homework because there's so much information out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Part, oh, of that, yeah. part of that yeah, information, you've been, you've been kind of creating your own series of information as well. Yeah, so a, a few different things. Yeah, I, I started out um, I started out blogging about Kickstarter and the process that we went through to create our early, early campaigns. And then I started doing a another blog, a sibling blog on Kickstarter statistics where I would take data. Um, I got – a. Um, a uh, essentially a bot to scrape the website and uh, got a few different Excel sheets with all this critical information about a number of the successful and um, failed campaigns. I then started to analyze that data and write a few different posts about you know days of the week that are best to launch on with the highest um, uh, the highest success rates or certain attributes of campaigns that sure. have the highest success rates. Um, and I have, I have since stopped doing that for, um, well, for a number of reasons, but, but, but now you, uh, and we, but you have a, that. a bit of a documentary series that you've started up. I do. Yeah. So we are filming a, uh, a few different short episodes, 15 to 20 minute episodes on the design of cytosis, the preparation for the Kickstarter campaign. I give all kinds of my personal advice on how we've 
uh, managed to grow our audience and launch the campaigns that we have through these through this series of documentaries. We're currently filming the third episode. So episode one is on Kickstarter or is on YouTube right now, and you can find it by essentially searching for a Kickstarter launch story. Episode one, um, designing Cytosis, the board game. Episode two, a Kickstarter launch story is called uh, preparing to launch Cytosis. Episode three, we're currently filming and editing right now. It should be up in just a couple weeks, and that will be running the the Cytosis Kickstarter campaign. And then we'll do a, probably a fourth and a fifth one afterwards where we show people what it's like once the campaign ends. We're getting our address surveys sent out. We're getting the games finally produced out to the fulfillment centers and out to backers all over the world and just some of the issues that um, that arise there. Uh, and some strategy and advice on on how to um, how to face some of that. Uh, and I also I wanted to do I want to do another episode on just you know what it's like to run a publishing company. You know what it's like from from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. What I do in a given week and throughout the year, like what that looks like. I think that'd be something that people would be really interested in watching. I think it would be interested in listening to. Maybe we can have you back on the show and we can talk about it. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd so, be phenomenal. So, and, and just as we wrap up, you and I met through that statistical efforts that you did as you sat down and analyzed a lot of the content that came out of this show and the guests that I had on. But also I used your That's content right. because I have a, uh, a, a, session, a series, if anybody belongs to lynda.com or LinkedIn Learning as it's referred to it now, I used your campaign uh, and content for the instructional uh, lessons that I put out there on the uh, lynda.com. So that's another way they can see kind of some of the stuff that you were doing and how you did that. And I certainly appreciate that your openness to allow me to do that. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So, so it was called a, a Kickstarter. What's the name? Launch of the, story. A, a Kickstarter, Kickstarter launch story. All right. A Kickstarter launch story. And they can find your website at gotgeniusgames.com Kickstarter launch story on YouTube and your current Kickstarter is Cytosis, spelled C-Y-T-O-S-I-S, Cytosis, and then go out there and back that. Okay, John, I, let's have you Phenomenal. let's let's have you come back. Let's talk about what it what it is like running a publishing company now that you've been successful. Uh, would you be willing to do that? Oh, absolutely. All That'd right. be phenomenal. I certainly appreciate the uh, the time that you've taken to uh, share with us. Congratulations on the success of your baby. And congratulations on the success of your Kickstarter campaigns. It's always great to see you continue to be successful. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Richard. Great chatting with you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been John Covey of of Genius Games. You can find his website at gotgeniusgames.com. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you've been inspired. I know I have. John's a great guest. Thanks for listening. Take care.